I know that song too. I watch that song a lot. Uh, <laughs> what do you watch that song? I'm just saying. You know exactly I watch what, what that, I mean. I'm, you know what I meant. <laughs> everybody knew what I meant. I, everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. Porn, the one thing everybody enjoys and no one speaks about. Except <laughs> which us. Will, which right. will not be the topic of this podcast. That's right. It will not be. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, Drop Grandma. those smooth tones, Mr. Laffy. Oh. I'm already being talked into the thing. Wow, yes. You must have a date. We've got things to talk about, people. Yeah, come oh, on, yeah. come on, come on. All right, well, hey, we should probably get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe. I've said too much. The tarnished nipple ring of internet radio. My name is Mike, and I'll be your host. <laughs> we switched out that tarnished stud for a door knocker. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Izzy Swan, of all things, IzzySwan.com. Hey. Joe Crawford. Yep. Of the missing digit wood shop. Uh, mm, hello, boys. Don't hello. be toxic, Mike. Hello. <laughs> Stop it. I can only be toxic. It's my masculinity that's chewing through. Oh, geez. There we oh, go. Sorry. So we're off on that foot. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you're uh gentlemen. Uh, what you guys been doing? I, I'm, I'll, uh, I'll start with uh, Joel. Because you guys have been prototyping, things yeah, yeah, stuff. Well, that's that's more Izzy's thing. I'm just I'm hanging in the wings because that's that's his gig until I get it no, in my he, hands. He's got 15 different ideas already. So he I'm, does, he does, and he's amazing like that. And uh, <laughs> not 15, only yeah. five or six, five or six going all at the same time. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that, but, uh, I've been, uh, doing shop stuff this week. This is our, we do again, we kind of shut down for anything that's, uh, um, fun and interesting for three months so we can tackle Christmas. And so this, uh, this month, the January month is the month of, uh, shop organization in hell. And, uh, so we've been in that and doing that and, uh, in my spare time i did a mid mid uh season podcast thingy that if you're listening to this you probably know about already and i also whipped out an induction furnace for funsies so that was kind of fun wow i know it's i i felt next thing you know joel's gonna be over there cold forging stuff and it'll be God, just I a hope not. world of excitement don't you know that's a dead art <laughs> no <laughs> i i think forging is a dead art cold forging is still much very much very, alive very have you ever seen this is cold giant... forging with the coffee or is that something different no that's that's cold folders oh. yeah. so that's, <laughs> which unfortunately which is what the government workers are drinking right now and i am i am right. actually planning on doing a video of cold forging in the very near possible you know year or two so there there are there are only a few of these okay. left and um they haven't made many in the world but the, uh, like us russia uh, Japan and a couple of other places have these giant forges, like massive, like they build the building around it. It goes down eight stories worth of concrete in the ground. And I, I can't remember, is it something like 200,000 tons, 500,000 ton presses? Anyway, there, I probably will get this all wrong, but they have these amazing machines and they're only like, they're part of like national security, like they're military targets because you can't just whip one out uh, and and make one. It takes years to put it together and haul in all the pieces, uh, which then asks the question, if you have a forge, what makes a giant forge if it is the end product? How does that work? That's got to be an amazing process. I have no idea. The uh... <sighs> I know metal working and things are, I don't know. Cold forging sounds like you're just hitting something with a hammer a lot. Um, kind of, it's very, yeah. it's very similar to that. Um, you could, there's some annealing and other things that you can do with cold forging, but for the most part, cold forging just means you're not using a forge to, to forge. So why would it just be called cold hammering? <clears throat> I don't know. Cause that sounds less sexy. I, I don't make, I don't make these names up. I just do I, what I'm told. Well, I think, I think forge has, 
two definitions. I think forge is the device that's used to heat things, but I think it's also the term in the verb sense is to shape metal. So I think, I think both mm. that was a little weird. We'd have to ask those, those, uh, tools over at pools with tools. Joel, you are entirely too intelligent for your own good. I, I've been told that before, but usually by my principal before he smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? I don't know how many or how many, uh, well, there's probably quite a few people here who remember corporal punishment in school. I got my ass beat all the time, like sixth through eighth grade. I, I mean, my butt was just red the whole time. Right. Are, are you my, kidding uh, me? My, wife? my elementary school teacher used to keep a, uh, a paddle uh, her, not her teacher, but the uh, principal, Miss Buckley, she was six foot, like three. It's <laughs> a big German woman with hairy knuckles and she would keep a paddle on her desk. Like, see, the thing is though, is I, if, if like, I, I don't really miss those days because if somebody hit one of my kids at school, I would, I would rip their arms from their body. So I can't imagine like, I'm, I'm probably part of the problem when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. Not, not my, my, my dad would have been in the back going, smack him again. He's got yeah, it like, coming. Like my parents used to cheer it on when I got beat, but. Yeah, if somebody right. if somebody hit one of my kids, I would I'd probably start breaking bones in their body until I got bored of it. My, I don't know that my, I get bored. It of would my, depend on what my child point. did, but you know, I if they really pulled a if they really pulled a boner, I wouldn't have too much of a problem with it. I don't know what that means, but I think that's probably spank worthy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if they like bit some kid's finger off or something out in a fit of rage. I don't know no. that spanking fixes that. <laughs> that might, you might need something I'm more like cannibalism. I think facetiousness, <laughs> yeah. you know, is something else, you know, just trying to, you know, a little over it. the top being facetious. But, you know, I, yeah, I, you know, that was one of those things that I don't think I would love to see the look on some snot no 12 year old kid's face today if they were mouthing off to the teacher and they just pulled out a battle board. I would just die to see the look on his face. <laughs> yeah, I can't, uh, I don't know. Well, I've never hit my awesome. kids. I'm not going to let somebody else. That's, uh, that's got to be, uh, that's got to be at least a line. But no, I don't think, um, yeah, Lucy and JJ have never been spanked. I think my oldest Quinn probably, or my middle youngest oldest boy. Oh, that works. Um, <laughs> I, he got one swat. He got swatted once, but no, for the most part, we don't. We're not a spanking. We don't spank. So mostly yeah, I was, just. I was told crazy. by a therapist it's really bad for children. So yeah, you know they keep saying stuff like you know that's bad for children. And you shouldn't do this. And you should do this. And I just see the world. It seems like. It's getting more worse and worse as opposed to the way it was back when I was a youngster, as far as the way people behaved. That's what so happens I'm not, when you start taking I'm not so call. I'm not but, so sure I buy into all this, you know, crap. But, we'll see. Hold on. I'm going to give you the, but though the, the, it's getting worse and worse, not because of the kids. It's getting worse and worse because of the generation that got the shit kicked out of them by their parents. It's our generation. I think it's the kids I, think I know today are actually in pretty good shape. It's the, uh, you know, when people talk about, you know, the world's getting shittier, I, I mean, it's, we're the ones that are making it shittier. It's not the kids. The kids are the ones that are coming up going, Hey, uh, we're going to do all this better. And you know, hell with all of you. <laughs> you we'll know, see. Not, we'll so, see. Uh, time, time will tell. I, I'm I'll not hundred percent. I'll be dead before the, that. Before the yeah. test runs its way, but you know that's true. That's me too. <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. All the all the people that got spanked and had their asses kicked and grew up in you know all these uh, broken homes and divorced families were all the ones that are giant shit shows. All the kids right. we're raising right now seem to be doing pretty good. So yeah, that's but, true. So uh, so Izzy, you've been prototyping. Yeah, I've been doing lots of stuff. Prototyping is one of the things. So, um, yeah, with the new, with the new shop makerspace here, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, cleanliness and uh, not right now. It's a disaster. <laughs> it was about time you took a shower, but, um, Hey, I do that once a month, whether I need it or not. That's right. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about that and, um, I, I have quite a, a number of shop backs throughout the, the building here and one in particular that my kids like to use, well, the problem is it always gets left and there's like, you know, 15 feet of hose that I got to try and figure out how to wind up and I'm sick of it. So I started looking at, um, at shop vac reels, you know, for reeling up the hose and son of a gun, they start like the cheap one, unless you're like ordering something from overseas and got to wait 68 weeks for it to get here. Um, it starts at 140 bucks, 
$140 for something that looks pretty much exactly like, uh, you know, one of those cheap hose reels you wrap your garden hose around. I'm like, <laughs> no. So, um, hmm. FastCat puts out a version of one, but it's a giant thing. It's huge. And it hangs on your wall and it's, you, know, you can put 50 foot of two inch hose. I'm like, well, that's almost pointless to have in this shop. So I started thinking about how I could build, build one onto my shop back. So, you know, just reels up the just reels up the hose, and I was like, "Well, I'd really like to have a cart that I could put, you know, the bits and bo- all the attachments and everything as well." So that led to a cart, and then I just designed a cart that you could attach a hose reel to. And um, I talked to Joel. I was like, "Joel, <laughs> get this: if you go to Amazon or Google and you type in shop vac cart." Like you would think that they would have a shop back cart out there that you could something you can reel up your cord and your hose and there's it doesn't exist. There's a huge gap in the market because there is not one. There's just not there. You can't find them. So when I was like when I saw that, I was like, okay, Joel. <laughs> Joel, you've got the production ability. I've got the idea. Let's get together on this bad boy and do something. Um so we talked a little bit of shop, talked a little bit about material, you know, ideas for materials for it. And then I sat down and started designing yesterday. The, the initial design I had was a pretty good design, but there was a few things I didn't like about it as far as the shipping side of things go. So when you're prototyping, we talk about shipping is a very serious issue uh, because, you know, you can take an, a, a relatively affordable item and turn it into a very unaffordable item if it's heavy and have to ship it across the United States, you know, because... So we talked about keeping the dimensions, you know, 20 by 20 by, you know, two or three or four inches, depending on, you know, what we're doing. And um, so that's the way the design process kind of um, fortified itself. So we start fortified itself. So we started um, started designing around those parameters and um, made several, you know, five or six different iter- or three iterations to it to their completion started five or six. And the, uh, the last one was just kind of a culmination of the, the two before it. And I just liked the way it all, it all snapped together. I wanted something people could put together in like 10 minutes, just flat packed. You know, um, it's all, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, box joint kind of uh, joinery. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of snaps together. You run a, a screw in. I've got these little trim screws that have a drill head on the beginning, on the front of them. So once you start, it won't split the plywood when you run them into the half inch plywood. It's all made out of, uh, we're talking about making it out of half inch Baltic birch. So I went through and just, I made one today and uh, cut one out last night and sat down and went through all the little things I didn't like. And um, so I can change that in the design and um, Joel and I will have a nice powwow this week when we get together. And hopefully by next week, we'll be blowing these things out the door or shortly thereafter. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, 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 I want to make a point here. We're selling the hose reel separately because I know there's a lot of situations, especially in my in, in my shop, and I'm, if I'm doing it in my shop, I'm assuming others have the same problem. Like I'm building one to go under my workbench, so when I want to sand something, I can pull it out real quick and pop it on because it's a pain in the butt to drag out um, shop back in a big hose and and all that stuff for sanding. But if it's there and it's readily available, you're going to use it, and that means a lot better air to breathe and not so much fine dust throughout the shop. So. Uh, so I'm going to build sell them separately, so you can buy just the reel or the cart and the reel, or just the cart if you want it for that reason. Even for guys so. that already have, you know, uh, like dust collection systems, they can just mount it on the wall and pipe it in, and then they'll have a quick handheld tool hose reel ready to go, so they yeah. can. Do now, the is the hose reel plain is the hose reel connected to the vacuum the whole time, or is it a? Yes, uh, yeah, it so, stays connected okay. to the vacuum all the time. So you've done, you've done that piece of it too. Uh, well, if for the most part, most hoses, um, if you buy a, a, you know, a a flexible one and a half inch hose for your shop vac, which a lot of us do, as opposed to that big giant piece of two inch crap that comes with them, um, they have, uh, they have a, a swivel head already on them. Almost they all do. So you can just utilize that swivel head. The issue I think I'm going to have with this one, and I have, I'll, t- I'll suss it out with Joel this week, is I want to make, because I made it big enough initially, that I was thinking I wanted to hold at least 20 feet of cord because you can buy a 20-foot, a really nice high-quality 20-foot cord from Amazon for 39 bucks. Um, so I was thinking that's what I was going to use. And then it turns out I made it big enough you could fit almost 25, 30 feet on it. So I want to make it smaller for the one on um on the cart 
And uh, if we do that, I have to change how the swivel head mounts, probably some kind of elbow, but we'll see. We'll play. We'll, we'll, we'll get that all worked out. Interesting. Yeah. yeah by the way, if you use anything more than 20 feet of two and a half inch tube, you're not getting any suck at the end. You have to use the, yeah, the, in the longer the hose, for instance, and I know this is a mistake most people make. They think they can just go out and buy like more of that cheap black hose that has the ribs inside. Well, you can't do that with the shop vac because once you get past 10 or 15 feet of that black hose with the into your ribs, you, you, you lose all suction. There's too much resistance from the ribs. There's too much airflow resistance. So that's another reason we all go out and buy the inch and a half ones because they have a smooth the interior of them, even the outside has bumps. The interior of them is smooth, so you maintain that um, that suck, so to speak. The suck. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been up to. I'm that and I'm I, prepping to go down and hang out with Joel. I commend you for uh, not uh, both uh, working on the, the the easy game that was suck and ribbed. So congratulations, <laughs> yeah, like, good work. <laughs> I, was, I was I was letting that go. That's right. Yeah, uh, Izzy's going to be down at the house in yeah. a day. Yeah, I got the uh, I got the text message at four o'clock. Hey, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but um, yeah, maybe I can. Maybe if I can sneak away tomorrow night, spend the night at your place, and spend Tuesday down there, that'd be Do the it. best game I got a room. ever. That's the way we roll. Yeah, <clears throat> Izzy and I are working on a top secret project. <laughs> That's not even the rolling cart. That's that's something be totally thing. different. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I be bet fun. it sucked. It, it may very well. <laughs> so, yeah. It seems to be the the zone we're in right now. Hey, by the way, speaking of projects, I started my um thing today. That I've been I admiring saw that the outfeed table. So, Mike is making sawdust. Yeah, I got. Uh, oh God, I'm building that thing out of MDF. That stuff sucks. Like it just. Oh, it sucks. sucks. It's so bad. I got the, um, I've, I got, I had two sheets of three quarter inch just kind of laying around. So I've been farting around with that, but it just, it's awful. Everything about it. So it weighs a metric ton. It, it's sawdust everywhere. It just sucks. Um, so yeah, but the, uh, the outfeed table that doesn't have a table is, uh, like a, the outfeed untable, I guess, non table. I, I would uh, just call I, it the untable. Yeah, the untable. Um, so I put it, I whipped it together. I ran out of material. Uh, my father actually has a gigantic, uh, like one of those huge boxes of screws that he's, uh, got of mine that I was, uh, he was supposed to bring to me today, but you know, I don't know. He didn't leave his house cause you know, reasons. And, uh, he's got a whole bunch of dimensional. You sound lumber. bitter about that. I was, uh, I mean, I was in full swing and then I ran out of screws and I'm like, oh, this of course. Um, so and I had a giant, I had a lot, but uh, I must've used them all for God knows what. So, uh, yeah, the untable, um, I put it together. It's kind of a skeleton of what it's going to ultimately be. Cause I'm gonna put some drawers and some stuff on the bottom. Um, can I, can I take a stab at describing this for our listeners? You can put it up on our, uh, Instagram too, if you like. I, I can, I will. Yeah. So the, uh, so basically it's, uh, if you were making a table with a, a top and a bottom, or at least, a like, a like, a a, a desk with a set of drawers in it. Mm -hmm. but you just don't include the top actual board. So in an outfeed situation, everything slides across your top dividers and you can still assemble on top of it because there are enough top dividers. They're spaced about what a foot apart, uh, maybe less, a little less than inches apart. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so you can still assemble things on it as long as it's longer than 10 inches. And it gives you a place to put clamps and you can get around things and you can get underneath them. Heck, if it's a heavy enough item, you'd be able to get a nail gun in there and, uh, actually shoot from underneath it because mm -hmm. it's just a skeleton of a kind of a torsion table. Yeah. It's basically know. a torsion box without the top. Yep. Which so, makes it a, tuh. yeah. So I've got, and it's got the, uh, I've got everything. The, the, the interior sections are, are, uh, carved out too. So that it's got a, um, there's, I can clamp to it. So, and I can't imagine, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, when I first started thinking about it, I was like, you know, having the tabletop, but I've, who works on anything less than, you know, 10 to 12 inches. You know what I mean? You're very rarely in an assembly situation with something that small. So. There's a, your mom joke here. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. 
but um so yeah so i got to, i got to farting around with that the uh the initial concept of it as it started to put it together i kind of played around with it a little bit and um put it towards the end of the saw ran a couple of boards over it and i was like wow this actually this thing might end up working and then it's got the well you know basically i did the whole thing just so it wouldn't have a top to keep shit on but it still has a shelf um about i think the boards are about 10 inches tall uh the torsion boxes so that way all the you know your tools and all of your glue and all the shit that you would normally have on a on a workspace would still be there and still be accessible. It just wouldn't be on top of everything, so you could still use it as an assembly table or a outfeed table and all that. So, but uh, yeah, I'm digging it so far. I got uh, I think it's a pretty cool concept. I, have, I, I surprisingly enough haven't seen one like it. So, well, it means either you're brilliant or you're an idiot. So we'll find I'm, out soon. We'll find out soon. Yeah. I mean, I'm leaning towards one more than the other, but I'm biased. <laughs> so. No, you'll be fine. You're I not can't, an idiot, I want, I, I want to, I'm excited about this, Mike. I think it's a really cool concept. I want to hear back from you in a, a few months after you've had a chance to use it for a while and, um, you know, kind of feed, get some feedback about how you like it, what you think you might want to change because, um, I really, I mean, for the, for the most, the only thing that worries me is because I cut a lot of thin strips on the table saw. I would want some kind of surface there to at least catch those. But that would, I mean, for cutting larger stuff and things like that, it'd be great. Well, the do, only, uh, I, I have a, uh, an idea would be to put, um, you know, go in three quarters of an inch down and put uh-huh. a little shelf sort of in there. That way I could drop a top into right behind the table saw if I wanted. So when I'm ripping right. like furring strips or something, um, or even two by fours or dimensional lumber, there's something there to catch it. So I could have a little insert on the top that is just ready to go, you know, sit right down on the top there and then be a full table for just a, a small section of it um, when I need it to be. And then I can pull that piece right out. So I think that would be uh, that that fixes that one problem because I thought about that. The other thought was to put, you know, one of those two ribs or take two of them and stick them right behind, um, you know, the blade essentially. But I think having a little drop-in insert is probably going to be the better solution for that because it's not often that I go ripping like dimensional lumber and stuff that that's real long where I need an outfeed table. But when I do, mm-hmm. I you know I got to have it. So um, I think that'll probably that'll probably be the best solution for that. So like I said, I farted around with it a little bit today, and I had uh, ironically I had all the all the tools I was using to build it were on the bottom shelf, and I was um, cutting uh, the the MDF, and it was sliding across it. So I was like, hey, look, this is not even really built yet and it's doing exactly what i wanted it to do so right on yeah yeah i like the idea that like i said i'll uh, i'll play around with it i may even make a video of just like all the different ideas i have with it and then put it on the community and see what kind of feedback we get from everybody about you know things they might change or do different or you know whatever the case may be so yeah yeah i um there's some pretty smart sons of bitches out there. So they might look at that and think of a whole bunch of things. So I think sometimes people forget that about this community. I mean, this is really a hive mind and you know, it's, this is a great place, whether, you know, you're in the, whether, what, whatever group you, you know, you frequent, um, use it, you know, I mean, there's a lot of intelligent folks out there, a lot of people with great ideas. So you, that's a, one of those things I love about this community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I just asked over in the comment section what I should name this fat card. I'm getting all kinds of great suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I want to talk about, before we move on to the, you know, I guess we do have a topic tonight, but before we move on, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, if you guys don't mind me taking up another minute or two of your time. Uh, please. Uh, so We don't have a time limit on this show, by the way. So I, I'm going to um, I'm gonna shout out to Klingspore uh, Thursday is a pretty big day for for us here at the at the shop and um we're going up to Klingspore. i've been talking with coleman and, and mike up there thank you guys for all the, the effort by the way um about equipping out the shop here or helping equip out the shop we're doing some you know old-fashioned horse trading and uh we're going up thursday to um, get some state-of-the-art stuff and we're going to be bringing it down and um, finally have some proper tools in the in the workspace and I'm hoping shortly after in about six weeks, I'll open the doors here to this, um, to the school and makerspace or, you know, slash makerspace. I don't even really know what to call it. An informal makerspace. So, um, everything here will be available to people who live in the area and want to use it. And people from out of town can come and stay, hang out. We've got a campground, got a couple spare rooms. Those are almost always full, but, (laughs) um, when they're not, you're welcome to them. 
but uh, we'll be doing that. I'm, I'm just crazy excited about, about this whole thing and getting it open. So Thursday is going to be a huge day. We're going to make a, a big deal out of it, have all kinds of fun, run up to, we're going to run up to Klingspor and take a video and we'll end up, be, there'll be a video on YouTube and um, I'll be posting like crazy on Instagram about the whole day so that's uh, so we're gonna run up there we're gonna get a crew together and get all the stuff the tools in and uh, installed and put together and it should be pretty exciting stuff god bless those clingspore fools god mm. <laughs> <laughs> i really should have got that box of the the scrap uh sandpaper i could have used some of that yeah, you could. Nobody, nobody ever says, "Gee, I have too much sandpaper." I have a twelve. I have a twelve-inch tall, thirty-two-inch wide, twenty-two-inch deep drawer, chocker block full of cling spore sandpaper. So just come on over and borrow some. You're only an hour or so a drive away. Yeah, that's true. Well, I got to, after you, after you finish your uh, shop vac prototype, I'll go rolling up there. <laughs> right on. Be like, uh, you know, I'll have like, I'll have ten of them sitting here, going, "Which one do I like the best?" I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll just take the one you, th- I'll take the first two you threw out. Now the, um, you know, it's funny cause I'm sitting there and as I'm making this, this goddamn thing with all this MDF and I got, I mean, I've got a jigsaw and then I'm tracing it with a router bit and doing all this stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, it would have been faster for me to go to Izzy's shop, draw this goddamn thing up on the computer, have him cut it, take the pieces back. Cause I would have saved more time. And so, cause when Which we cut that, you uh, done. when we cut that workbench out on your CNC, that was, uh, I was just reminded of how painfully simple that process was compared to what I was putting myself through as I was building that goddamn thing. So, yeah, there are some things the CNC just does better. Yeah. Like all, all things. So it's not, it's not so good on dovetails. It's not impossible, but it's not so good. <laughs> no, there's definitely, there's a ton of things that the, the, the CNC is not, uh, not as proficient at as, as, um, traditional woodworking equipment or power equipment. If I say traditional woodworking equipment, I'm liable to piss somebody off. So I hope yeah, you do. I, I can, I can hear the hand tool rating. guys. I can hear the hand tool guys spitting into their uh, iPhones right now. <laughs> yeah. I did a couple of videos. The last couple of videos I used the CNC and in the comment section kind of not blew up, but there was enough people in there talking about the, you know, hating on the CNCs. And I'm just like, you just, just respond back to- and go, I get it. You're jealous. No, nah, that's not what I do. That's not what I do. All right. Well, I'll go through your comments and do it for you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I won't say I'm, I'm working on behalf of Izzy, but uh, you know, right. They won't know the difference. Well, the nice thing about it is, you know, without, you know, proper table saw, bandsaw, all the other equipment in here right now, it just makes it possible to do a lot of projects. I wouldn't otherwise be able to, or attempt to, you know, um, I've always said you can go out in the woods with a sharp screwdriver and build something. You don't need, you know, you don't need everything. <laughs> I feel a, and, I feel a challenge coming on. Well, that's, you know, I mean, people give me a little bit of a hard time with, with, you know, it's like, we're going to have CNC's here. We're going to have uh, welding equipment here. We're going to have a green, green woodworking studio for doing green woodworking. So we're talking ads draw knives, scorps, you know, the old school stuff, maybe even, if I'm feeling fancy, I'll build a treadle lathe or something. So I had a know. case of Scorps ones. The medication <laughs> cleared it right up. Is that penicillin shots or do they give them I to you orally? Always orally. No. <laughs> you mean always rectally. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, so I guess the, the question then is our, uh, what do you guys think about uh, toxic max masculinity? <laughs> I think if we I, need to think, say it right. I think we should define that because I mean that's pretty broad. Yeah, that's a pretty well, broadcasting for, statement. I, for those who don't know, I, uh, I I fell into the rabbit hole because of the uh, the yeah, Gillette commercial that everybody got all bent out of shape over. Um, I made a post on uh, Facebook about it, and then as as is often the case, the shit show reigned in. So there's actually uh, one of the makers in this community just quit Facebook that day too. So that was a who will remain nameless, but that's um that was kind of a funny thing. But I was uh I was thinking about the whole idea behind toxic masculinity, and I think the biggest problem and the reason people get all butthurt about it, and you can see it in the memes that people share. Um, you know, like uh, we the uh, you know when we took Iwo Jima, that wasn't you know toxic masculinity. It's like yeah, the, the toxic part is the part everybody leaves out. Masculinity is not a problem. Like being masculine isn't the issue, right? I mean, am I, am I, am I alone in that thought or is no, it, you know, no, you're fine. 
Yeah, I mean, that's I, it's okay to be a man, but like that doesn't have to come. My point was that doesn't have to come at the expense of other people. That's where the part, that's where it gets toxic. And that's just not masculinity. That's just behavior as, as a whole. Is it, like, is it possible that we could just sum this whole thing up as don't be a dick? Like <laughs> you can, but I think, I, I think there's more nuance to this particular thing because I, I know there is. Now would be a good time to plug the t-shirts. But, Joel, but just I, saying. I, yeah, that's true. T-shirts available on our website right now. Soon. Soon. Maybe I said, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so if, if I may, I will tell you that I have never cat called a woman walking down the street. I also find issue with the fact that at least there have been people that have like somewhere along the line, a group of people said that was okay to do. I, I wasn't part of that decision. I disagree with the decision and I think the decision should change. Like that's a reasonable thing to ask like like uh -huh. it is toxic harassing somebody at work whether it's it's because you're in charge of of them or the organization is is poor form like like whether that's verbal sexual whatever that is whatever the gender is 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 poor form is it uh is it important to define that it has to be men acting a certain way i think it's important for people to, to to understand this because they need not to do those things but i i would hope that i, th I think the point of the commercial was to teach our children that there are certain things that just aren't acceptable like even if they were acceptable in one time or another that they're not now and i, I don't think they were ever really acceptable i just think they were ignored which is probably, which is, which is the same thing. I mean, you know, in, in, in yeah. practice, but I think it was, you know, that the, these, it was just, you know, like that commercial was, uh, you know, boys will be boys. You know what I mean? It was, um, I, I don't think it was ever sort of an accepted behavior. I just think that nobody really said, nobody had the balls to go, Hey dude, don't do that. Like, you know what I mean? I just, it's, and that's really kind of what the whole idea behind the whole thing was, is it was just. Now they're now they're trying to promote people being okay with saying, "Hey, dude, don't do that." I, I think I think it's I think it's a fair thing to say that there have been behaviors that we've either accepted or ignored that are no longer uh, or should not be accepted or ignored anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I raising a boy, I am I am well aware of the pitfalls that can can develop when you're you know when you get six adolescent boys together the conversation is going to be raunchy and i don't have any particular problem with that i i worry about the actions that come from that is where i worry about that like you can talk about females in whatever way you want to talk about them assuming that the people that are involved want to talk about them that way the minute that you turn that script into real life and and make those um make those same uh make those same uh conversations a reality where you're not respecting women where you're not uh respecting boundaries where you're not um understanding when those things like no means no, that's when it becomes an issue. Well, it's also not respecting other men as well. I mean, that's, yes, you, know, absolutely. You, you get into a whole, and, and that's really the thing where, yeah, where people get, again, where people get this whole thing where it gets weird is it's not all masculinity. If, if you think that masculinity involves you catcalling women, picking on other men, like all the things that are sort of, you know, depicted in that, that particular video, you don't know the definition of what it means to be a man. I mean, you, just, you, you simply don't. I mean, if that is how you define yourself as being a man as I can, you know, I can, uh, I, if a hot chick walks by, I'm going to say something to her or I'm going to, you know, cause your opinion is so goddamn important that it needs to be aired. Um, you know, it, like 
it's okay to I, listen. I if I I was raised by women. I have three daughters. I just have a different perspective on how women should be treated because I'm around them all the time, right? So, um, estrogen and, man. Yeah, and but at the same time, like if a hot chick walks past, and I called her a hot chick uh, just to be an asshole when I said it. So anybody that wants to think I'm being <laughs> hypocritical, I did it on purpose. But uh, if if hot chick walks past me on the street, she's got a nice ass. I always notice. That's just, I mean, because sorry. That's- your biology yeah it's just i mean there's a part of me that want that needs to know i don't know why it's the same well, you're talking about a guy with a booger hanging out of his nose i gotta <laughs> yeah. see it like i, I just yeah, you're, it. i gotta know you're diving deep into what you know the human condition and that's not yeah. you know we're not that's a topic for another another thing but you know I, but this is how, naive, just, this is how naive weird, i am right? when you guys suggested toxic masculinity the first thing that came to mind with me was like you know i've been in the trades for forever you know mm-hmm. since i since i could walk i've been in and around the trades and in the, there's a lot of alpha male persona in in this industry in the wood in woodworking and in construction whatever you want to call it so that's what i thought you were talking about i was like oh we're going to talk about that there's a bunch of guys that are jerks that they think their way is the only way in the woodworking world <laughs> this is how naive i am about this topic you know i'm like i didn't even know this was a this is a thing to, to discuss it is so, a thing it is right it got weird when we got online with it <laughs> so. <laughs> it's like yeah it's um you know i and it's it's one of those i i've seen people do it i've seen guys disrespect other i mean not just women but other men as well and in in ways that are just not they think are funny they think they're acting tough or being whatever they they think and they just make themselves look like a-holes and and by the way if, if if you're the type of person that say well now we just can't flirt and we can't do these things we can't approach women if if those things that we've been talking about are how you approach women, stop. Because that's not flirting, that's harassment. Yes. And sometimes assault. So it's if if you can't figure out uh how to treat a woman, uh even if that means approaching her, you know, for you know, some sort of uh, relationship or whatever happens to be on your mind. And it doesn't involve demeaning her, using her as an item or something like that. That's, that's an issue with you. That's not an issue, issue with society. Like, like that's a, you need to stop. You need to figure out some other method to deal with these things because that's, if you want to, to attract women, if you want to work in environments with women, if you want to work in environments with men, you have to understand that other people's feelings are going to be at least important and you probably shouldn't shit all over them. Yeah. Wait, other people have feelings. They apparently yeah. do. This I've been new. told this before. <laughs> this has just come out. <laughs> this is jeez. I know well, I should watch more TV. Well, speaking of which I have too. not seen this Gillette commercial. Can, can you guys give it, me a, uh, just a most, real quick synopsis? It's the most underwhelming thing you've ever seen. And it's a, uh, because all, all it does is basically, so they've got, it says, you know, Gillette, the best a man can get. Right. And now I think look, we're advertising for this goddamn company all of a sudden. Right. Um, but the, uh, the video comes on and it shows like, you know, little boys getting picked on and they're beating each other up. And then they're, you know, they're cat calling it women and they're, you know, just being, they're just being what you would consider, you know, the boys being boys. Right. And that's part of the commercial. I actually say that, oh, it's just boys being boys. And then they kind of say, this isn't the best that, you know, this can be it's, you know, we, we have to do better. And, you know, you have to step in if, you know, one of your friends is, is being disrespectful to somebody or if somebody's being bullied or if, you know, all these other things are taking place. Um, and that's really, and, and the reason people got pissed off about it is because they just equate, they're going after masculinity. So being a man is bad and I'm a man. So I'm mad. Right. And it's like the commercial doesn't promote that at all. It just mm-hmm. says, Hey, th- these behaviors are not acceptable. That, and and yeah. these behaviors are not, again, they're that, that is not how you define being a man. And listen, I understand why a lot of people get pissed off because a lot of that stuff is fun. I mean, you know, I mean? like sometimes being, you know, being rude and, and, uh, you know, screwing around with your friends or. I know, think it goes little... deeper than that. I think some yeah. guys think that, um, you know, they have to be, um, tough, you know, they have to be confident and that's how they show it. They don't, they just don't understand. That's not, that's not how you show confidence. That's not how you, you know, that's not how you show masculinity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the opposite well, it, of that. 
and the world isn't an even playing field either. I mean, there's there's things that certain people can get away with that other people can't. Like it's just you know, I mean, there, there's that, that's it's just not it's not real simple. When Joel's talking about you know if if you can't speak to a woman in a way that isn't harassing or degrading or you know something, you then you just need better skills. You know, it's time to kind of it's kind of just to get this. Uh, you know, just, just do better. You know what I mean? And that's, and, and part of the other thing too, is that, you know, the reason that everybody's really kind of pissed off is because this company has been, you know, basically treating women like sex objects for years. And, you know, they're obviously doing this as just sort of a way to, um, you know, promote their own brand and kind of get their name out there. And they're, you know, they, they were brilliant in doing that in this because everybody's talking about it, but, um, I, I don't care who, who had the message. I just thought the message was good. So, I, I, think, I think it was a fine message. I don't think there's anything problem with, I, I don't have a problem with the message itself. I, I look, it, I have a problem with people that make excuses for it. So people that say, oh, well, you know, the feminists, we can't have any fun or, you know, people are getting so touchy. Well, it's possible that those two things are true. It's not very likely though. It's likely that if you're not having fun, um, or if you're not enjoying yourself, uh, at other people's expense, you're an asshole. Like, like that's it. Like, like if that's how you have fun making other people uncomfortable, some of us uh, make a podcast that way, Joel. That's true. That's true. (laughs) And and I'm not saying we are an asshole. That's not, but, but I'm, but I'm saying like, like there is a, you have to fundamentally, I would, I would kick the shit out of somebody that treated my daughter, uh, the way that people show examples of how they're treated. Like, I mean, I would, it would be, I would be a felon. You'd be talking to a guy in jail on a little phone. I'd be in an orange jumpsuit because the things I would do to Can make we sure record from there. Absolutely. Uh, I'll make sure that gets put in there. Uh, so that, 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 that if you're if you're not thinking of of the choices you're making while you're making them you're you're just not using all the brain that whoever gave you so <clears throat> you, you things too. go ahead izzy no i i'm i'm, ag- I'm agreeing I, I you know every point that you guys have made has been right on and, and i don't think you know i mean this obviously is something that's you know been going on for years and years and years and will continue to go on for a while um but i think you know i think it's just a personal choice we all have to make a personal choice to be respectful uh and um and i'm not talking about just girl women i'm talking about being respectful period sure. you know uh not just you know not just how we uh, behave towards the, the women um in our lives and around us and in society and I think a little bit of, you know, having a little bit of understanding and compassion and tolerance for things that are different than us. And I think that's one of the biggest issues um, we see a lot of today is where if, if it's different, it's bad. You know, and I think if uh, we could share, have a little bit more tolerance for things that are are different from what we may be accustomed to and and perhaps even a little bit of, of compassion for that um, and try to understand be, all this stuff would go away. But, you know. That's, it's not, but I still think we should talk about all the butthead, butthead alpha males in, in woodworking. I think, I think yeah. that's a fair point. <laughs> it, and, and with that, with that point, Izzy, we used to use asbestos to insulate things. Like change is not a horrible thing. <laughs> we also used to paint I, all of saying. our houses and barns with lead. So I mean, that's you know. true. I mean, there, there are certain behaviors and traits that we've developed because you know what? Women are working in the same rooms that we're working in now. Uh, boys are growing up where they have to deal with different races and genders than they've ever had to deal with it for the last 30, 40, 50 years. And the world has evolved. If you don't want to involve yourself in that world, then you're going to have to figure out how to do it differently. But if you want to walk down the street and talk to someone and not get punched in the face, you're going to probably want to talk to them respectfully. Mm-hmm. And for those people who are afraid of being in certain positions, um, women walking alone at night, um, young boys, because they don't want to go around because there's bullies. Like that's the things we're talking about. 
there's they change their behaviors because other people are being assholes and i don't have any tolerance for that i i i demand that people treat me with respect now i'm six four 380 pounds i usually get that like there's very people there are very few people that come up on me and tell me uh that i'm wrong for something or or show me a certain level of respect however i've seen it where where certain people will talk to other people differently than they talk to me because you, we, you know you that's fine all, I'm, I'm fine with that i'm gr- i'm glad <laughs> i don't scare people but, I, but well, i'm telling you, too, Joe, like, you you kind of lead with <laughs> with a i mean you you have a respectful manner about you so people you, you know they, they just kind of yeah. For for people if people Screw to be disrespectful you. to you, <laughs> eat a bag of dicks. Um, yeah, if you have a uh, yeah, so you just have a respectful and, and, and a very kind and sort of gentle way about so you. That, so. Right, that's that's the problem because like a I'm big and people don't usually approach me that way. I don't have these problems. I have no problem walking down the street alone, none whatsoever. There is no time in my entire life. Walking through the streets of Atlanta, dark on whatever side you want to call it, I have never had a problem thinking that I'm going to be uh, in a position to be harassed, right? Criminally or otherwise. But I, I promise you, that's not something my wife would think. That's not something my daughter would think. Like they would think, oh, well, this is a very poor decision I've made because <laughs> there's a horrible bunch of people that could be making also horrible decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just don't have tolerance for that. I, I can't imagine that you'd want people to feel uncomfortable. Like that's like the point where you've been, where, where it's pointed out to you, where you've made clear that you're being an asshole and you don't change that behavior. I have no I mean, I don't, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody says the wrong thing at the wrong time. All the time. That's me all all the the time. time. Right. Oh yeah. But if you're made aware of it and you don't change the behavior, either you don't care or you're not intelligent enough to, to understand your ramifications. And I have no use for you. I mean, you just don't, Mm -hmm. I, I, it's a, I having a daughter and Mike, you have daughters. Izzy, you have daughters having any person, uh, any person bully your kids or sexually harass or, or, or sexually assault your children should drive you to the point of murder. Oh and, yeah. I mean, I've got, I mean, I have a daughter who works as a, you know, as a hostess. Uh, and don't they, take advice from part-time company. podcasters. Just saying. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, and I've had, I've had people that she works with that, you know, I've actually had to talk to the managers about like, uh, Hey, uh, you, you know, you might want to have a conversation with this guy in the back because uh, otherwise I'm going to go back there and feed that chef's night in the side of his face. <laughs> so, you right. Know, just, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, th- well, see the other side th- the other side of this conversation too, that I always uh, find interesting is, um, our hobby and, and for you guys, your career is the sort of maker world is, is such a dominant male place. Um, you know, and, and trying to, um, people are always saying, you know, how do we, how do we make it more friendly towards women? And, you know, how do we get more women involved? And I, I think I, I, I'm always a, I'm, 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 I think you should try to make it a comfortable place, you know? So, but I don't think that you have to change the dynamic of it, but there are like just some guys out there that can take things too far. Um, but at the same time, like it's, we, we are primarily surrounded by dudes, you know what I mean? And, and what we do it's, um, you know, if, if you were having a, a maker party, uh, you know, invite 20 people, product of it's sort of a shot did product or gas and you know, everybody's sort of, you know, talking shit, um, and women feel excluded or if, you know, just a percentage of women just don't have any interest in the, in the trades and craft and whatnot. But my experience has always been when I'm around makers, particularly in our community, there isn't a whole lot of that sort of grab ass kind of, you know, really, I don't know. And, and I, I just don't associate with people like that. So that might just be a, a product of that, but I don't, uh, I don't particularly see it. I do see it in our group sometime, you know, there've been some guys who got to kind of calm down a little bit from time to time. They get a little out of control, but, uh, 
it's never something they never step over a line that can't be, you know, crossed back over. You know what I mean? So I don't, um, I mean, is it, as far as like the, the male dominance in our, is that just a thing because a product of it being trades oriented and it's a lot of physical work that, you know, you don't think women really sort of, um, you know, seek that type of thing or is, is there something else to it? Is it, you know, do, do, do we go out of our way to make them feel excluded from it somehow? We should, we should probably interview some women makers and see how they feel about that because That's I'm not sure idea. three, three men could probably come up with that answer and be anywhere close to correct. Well, I, uniquely, I've been working a lot with Megan from Sweet Aloha Designs here recently, and um, she's got some really interesting perspectives about making and about, you know, life. And it's funny because I kind of harass her. I try to push her a little bit to do more of Izzy, what she We were wants. just talking about harassment. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, but a different kind of harassment. You want to hear me out before you cut me off, Mr. Rudy Pants? That's it. Um, Joe's, I Joe's being a her. dick while he's wearing the shirt that says, don't yep, be right. a dick. I, I harass her in, 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 a, in a way that would be motivating. I want to motivate her to do more with what she's doing on, on Instagram and get onto YouTube. She's got a lot of potential, and I see that. So the harassment is all um, positive reinforcement harassment, if we'll put it that way. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting that... It, she deals with a dynamic and, and I'm not, you know, in any way trying to be sexist at all. She deals with a dynamic that I have nothing, I know nothing about, you know, she's, she has children and, and a part-time job and a husband and responsibilities, um, that, uh, don't equate with me when I think I don't, these are things that don't occur to me because I've never, I've never been in that type of a position where she, you know, she's this, she's this caretaker of a family, you know? And I mean, in, in that aspect, I take care of a fam my family, but in a whole different way. So it's interesting to kind of, you know, have these conversations with her and talk about time and talk about, you know, designing. And one of the things that I'm very specific about it, pretty much everything I do is designing for the time that I have. If I don't have a lot of time, you're not going to see a big monster project. You're going to see a fast, quick one. You know, um, that's what I keep trying to talk her, talk, you know, talk to her about is, you know, if you want to do more content, the idea is that, you know, keep up the, uh, the faster ones, but it's, it was, um, it's interesting that we're having this conversation because, um, I'm, I'm getting some insight into that world a little bit, you know, like in what she thinks is interesting in the woodworking world would not necessarily be what I think is interesting in the woodworking world at all. You know, but it's kind of cool to see that other side of things. So it's interesting to see the, that, the, um, you know, the, the more, um, and what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, just that side of it, like what she want, what she's interested in designing, what she likes to, th you know, think about. And some of the things are the same, but a lot of them are more, are different. They're more about lifestyle. They're more about making her lifestyle more comfortable or, or, um, um, more, a nicer place to live, you know, like she, her projects would be very much revolved around making herself and her family more comfortable where my projects are more evolved around. How can I make this job easier, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, more sure. complicated in, in some aspects. So it's an interesting, it, there's an interesting dynamic there. And, you know, we are seeing a lot more, um, we are, we are seeing a lot more women coming, kind of stepping into this space. And I think they come at it with a whole different angle, which is really kind of neat to see in a lot of ways. They come at it from a different angle. You know, you take, um, you go back and you look at like Anna White and April Wilkinson and some of these other guys, that, uh, gals that stepped into the, into the space. And, um, I started now that I'm talking to Megan, it's kind of making a little bit of sense to me. A lot of their projects had to do with improving their quality of life or for guys. I mean, some of it's that, but a lot of it's just like, Hey, I'm going to build this really cool jig for my table saw because I want to, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so it's interesting to see that whole, that whole dynamic, but I think, Which uh, we I should, think we're going to see more and more women and and um, younger people even coming into into the fold as as things progress as things move forward because I think innately we're all interested in creating we all want to create in some way shape or form and this is becoming a more inviting space and again we should see if you want to come on the show we're we're getting out of that whole. We're, I think we, we're moving away from that whole alpha male personality in a lot of aspects, at least in this community in this, you know, in this growing space that we happen to be in. Um, there's still, I still see a little bit of it, you know, but for the most part, you're seeing the kind of, that kind of, kind of move away. Now, if you walk into, um, I'm going to pick on the Greenville Woodworkers Guild, which is typically 65 and up or 55 and up, there's a different persona there. And I'm not saying they're, they're disrespectful. I'm just saying that 
you know, um, there's guys that have been woodworking their whole life and they think that this is the way it's done because that's the way I do it. And that's how they behave. That kind of, that, that personifies kind of an alpha male type of personality where it's, that can be off-putting and a little bit intimidating for people just walking into this industry. So, um, and whether they're male, female, or, you know, we're unicorns. So it's just one of those things that you got, I think that with this more open-minded kind of, um, attitude towards making not so traditionalist uh we'll see more and more of that coming that's my that's my two cents and and i i wanted to mention that there's a sex in in the sense of male and female plays a role i like we sex we yes yes so we what? we don't I'm, we don't I'm see aware. a lot of we, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a calming you said it, Joel, not me I'm well, just agreeing. we we look at those. We look at makers like April, and um, the, the obviously their their rapid growth. She just uh, put out a, a drill press video, and it was great. There was nothing wrong with it. The editing was good. The narration was good. The 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 the, the everything about it was great. But it was a drill press stand. It is not. It, we've I don't know how many I've seen those people build on on youtube maybe 18 19 of those because it's a common shop project it's an easy thing to film because you can do it in an afternoon and um what makes that interesting is we have somebody that's different right we have a woman doing this job that we typically see men do and we're still learning we're still doing all those things and certainly there are men that appreciate her because she's a woman but I think she gets a lot of interactions and a lot of views because it's something different than we normally see. And that's, well, that, and she's gregarious and she doesn't, she doesn't right. fib. She, do, she doesn't fib to you. She says, Hey, I'm learning this as I'm going along here. And I think that, I think, you know, one of the most important things about um, being in the social world, especially is being genuine. And she is that, and she's come a long way in just a very short period of time. <sighs> But I've seen her, you know, when we got together last year at the, um, at the welding event with Lincoln, I mean, she was on it. She's like, okay, quit talking to me. I want to learn how to weld. You know, right. she was serious about figuring it out. She was, she was, you know, a lot of us guys who have have a little bit of welding experience or background were kind of like, Hey, this is cool. And, you know, we learned a few things, but we had, there's a lot of, um, chit chat, but with her, you walked into the room, she was at a table. She was welding. She was learning how to TIG weld. She was and, trying and to figure that, it out, you know, that's and that's that personality. Point. That's going to take her a long way. So that's, that's my point exactly is that she does what we all do, but in her case, at least in, in cases like hers, uh, the fact that she's a woman will draw people to her because she's doing something that you typically don't see a woman doing, which is welding, grinding, sawing whatever it happens to be carving out logs, right? Building gates for a property. That's not typically something that we focus. Like if you were picturing that, if everybody closed their eyes and don't do that, if you're driving, uh, and, and thought, you know, I want to fell a tree. How many people would envision a woman doing that thing? So she has a natural edge in the, in the sense that what we do normally is think that men are, those are, those are men centered positions or jobs or tasks. And so when she comes on YouTube and she says, Hey guys, I can do this. And she never once says, Hey, I'm a woman and I can do it as well as you can. She just shows as, that she does it. Right. And so, so that that's fine. I, I don't have any problem with that. In fact, for her, at least in her case, it's a, it's a natural sweetener to the channel. It, it attracts people to the fact that she's doing this work and it, she's just not another 50 year old man in the basement of his house. that has hey, been doing this for 30 year old. Quit picking on the middle-aged white man. I resemble that I just, remark. I, I, it's, I, yeah, that's true. I'm, yeah. I'm actually getting there myself, no, but, they, but uh, so. I'm so actually curious if, if she feels like any, um, I I'm cheating actually a little cause on a previous podcast and another life, we actually interviewed her. Um, and I've listened to that show a couple of times, but, uh, I, I, I'm always curious if they, if, if I say they, I mean, you know, women that, that do this stuff, if they feel like there's a barrier to entry, um, and if once they're in the, you know, quote unquote club, does that, does that, 
does it feel like, do they ever feel like they don't belong doing it? Because, and again, this is just, you know, this is from the, uh, the middle-aged white guy, uh, looking outward. Uh, it, it doesn't seem that that's the case. At least that's not what is projected, you know, in the work sure. they do. So, but, but that's, uh, you know, if we ever have a chance and I think we really should probably get, um, get some of these folks on the show and just kind of talk to them. And I know that Joel has an interview show that he's probably going to try to reach out to these people and do long Jerk. before we, we get to bring them on. Stealing all the good ones. I, By the I way, know. if you get a chance, Joel has got a couple of uh, these little interviews releasing midweek. <laughs> um, they're, the first one he did was pretty good. And the one he's got coming up, I'm excited to hear too. So um, pay attention to those, but uh, I'd like to see, you know, get some of these folks on the, on here and just kind of find out is, you know, it, do you feel like there's a club that you had to get into? And then do you feel like you're constantly earning your way into that club? Because like I said, from an outsider's perspective, it doesn't look like it, but what the hell do I know? So. I don't know. We yeah. we should probably <clears throat> talk to some women about this. I absolutely think we should. And stuff. And stuff. But, and treat them with respect this time, Mike. This time? This <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, well, see, and that was part of the, uh, the thing too, is when I was talking about my, uh, the post I made online, um, I started off by saying that, you know, my grandmother, I was, I was raised by my grandmother and my grandmother was five foot one. Um, and she was, she is the, the biggest pillar I've ever known. Like she was just a, when, when she was in a room, it was her room, you know, and, and if, if she wanted everybody's attention, she didn't have to yell to get it. You know, she was just, she's just one of those people. Um, you know, she was always a, she was always a very, uh, a very soft giant, you know, is basically how I always, uh, always, uh, looked at her. So, um, and that was, you, you just didn't, you didn't screw around. I mean, you just, you weren't allowed to, it wasn't tolerated. There was never, she wasn't taking shit from anybody. So, and I've seen her run up and down male members of my family, like male members of my family who are terrifying human beings and they just stood there and took it. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, um, you know, seeing that. And then when I, you know, raising my daughters, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird seeing the way that the world interacts with them versus the way it interacts with me. And, you know, that'll always be the case, but, you know, like you said before, these, some of these behaviors are just a step above where they need to be. And, you know, it, it takes, it's going to take a whole village to say, Hey, listen, man, this is not how we do it anymore. So, yes, but yeah, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> So, but, uh, well, we're about, uh, we're about wrapped up here, boys. I, I think we're hitting the hour mark at some point, but it went that fast. Yeah, that did scoot on by, but, uh, you guys got any, uh, anybody you wanted to, uh, bring up, talk about, give a shout out to in this Shiho before we call it a day. I, uh, I, I was really impressed with, uh, with, uh, the whole, um, actually I can't talk about that because that's a surprise. I was just going to say, we did a, we did a thing. We did a fundraiser, a quick fundraiser, and it turned out really well this last week. And it was an amazing event and everybody came together and did a thing. And I'm sure we'll talk about that thing. By the way, uh, we've got the Atlanta woodworking show that we have at least 200 people coming to, uh, and, uh, after the show on Saturday night, the invite is open to come over to missing digit woodshop where we will be serving ice cold beverages and probably some wings and barbecue because that seemed to be the favorite last year too. So this will be our third annual party and, uh, we're excited that we've had so many, uh, RSVPs. Yes. Come watch the sideshow freak drink an entire fifth of Southern comfort. So that's, that's you confirming on the show. Is he that you're coming? I think so. I think I'm going to make it. Yep. Fantastic. Ooh, you mean we don't have to spend the next two months browbeating you in a comment? Oh, thing thank like God. That last year. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what a pain in the ass that was. By the way. Hey, uh, Hey, Izzy. Yeah. What, what mouse walks on two legs? Um, it's called a, um, two. I just watched this on the discovery. Channel right. the let, let me just tell you, it's, it's Mickey mouse. Oh. What, what, what do duck walks on two legs? Donald Duck, all of them, all, all ducks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just went. I just went camping the other night. It was intense. Oh, man, yeah. A guy walks into his therapist and he says, uh, "says uh, 
uh, all I can dream, dream about are teepees and wigwams and teepees and wigwams. All I can dream about every night, teepees and wigwams. Do, do you know this joke? <laughs> you don't know this joke? Really? He Go says, on. I, I'm being quiet. <laughs> he says, he says uh, well, that's easy, sir. You're just too tense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Two well, penis hey. were walking down a road. One was one was assaulted. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Is is this how we're gonna end the show? Yeah. I'm just gonna one more, I'm one more, one more. This is my favorite joke. I, I have a thousand. Second, of these, second, so. second favorite uh, joke. Why do elephants paint their toenails pink? I don't know. To hide in cherry trees. You ever seen an elephant in a cherry tree? No. See, it works. <laughs> <laughs> two two goldfish. We're in we're we're in their tank. One turns to the other and says, you drive, I'll man the guns. <laughs> uh, sorry. Oh, I'm going to get all the, giggly. The dad jokes. That's right. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much for coming, everybody. We love you so yes. much. Yeah. Don't hey be guys, a dick and have maybe, a wonderful week. Build lots of cool podcast. stuff. And post lots of pictures. That's right. Yeah, add maybe podcast. Uh, if you want to see the uh, outfit table, I think Joel put it up on the Instagram. I so, did. Uh, it's on the Grams. Woohoo! Yeah. So, by the way, if you if you'd like to blow up your Instagrams, just have Izzy mention you. <laughs> Great! I'm going to get 30 messages tonight. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying since I have, it's mm-hmm. it's been something. Yeah, I had. Uh, well, I, my problem with Instagram is that I never use it, and when I do, I hardly use any of it. Like I just scroll through it real quick. So I probably have a hundred people that have sent me friend requests that are just sitting there for two years at a time. And then I just find it one day and go in there and like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> so my Instagram is not that sexy. You're not missing out on anything, so, right? But uh, so yeah, hey, listen. Um, at maybe podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Maybe I've said too much.com website is coming along spectacularly. The uh, shop. The shopping thing is going to be up soon. So if you want to buy our uh, swag, we get what t-shirts, pencils, we got stickers coming. Um, I think we're going to do some uh, testicle casting. If you guys want to make, you know, things Sweet. like that, we're going to be, uh, I thought we're, it was we're, paint. We're still throwing that stuff in the air. So <laughs> testicles or casting. Yes. yes. So, uh, all right, guys. Hey, thanks for a uh, interesting discussion this evening. Even though I think we all agree, it's still fun to have. But uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys want to hear a dirty joke? Yes. Yeah. Big fell in the mud. And there it is. Yeah, I saw that one coming. <laughs> that one. What's a cat's favorite color? <laughs> Meow. I don't know. <laughs> Purple. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna go kill myself. You guys have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you.